everyone. Welcome now, actually live streaming as well. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Swexen podcast. And I don't really know what to say. Um, this is live stream simply because this is actually the second time we do this. Um, thank you, Marianne. <laughs> I need to introduce my guest, Marianne Larson, because what happened was that we did all this on uh, Sunday. It was Sunday, right? Was it Saturday or Sunday? Mm -hmm. We did it over the Sunday afternoon. And Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. That's right. Right. And uh, usually I just record them, then I'm able to load it and I upload it back to YouTube and wherever it needs to go. Well, uh, when I pushed and recording, what happened was the button that says download didn't come up. So I tried to find it in um, cloud, like the library where it should go. It was not there. So this is service restream, and I'm hanging them out because the service I've gotten from them in this thing has been miserable. And I usually don't. Um, but I contacted their customer service and I asked them, where is my recording? I need to download it. And because it was not seen on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere, it was nowhere to be found and it could not be saved. I was livid, pissed off, you name it. I went bizarre on this company and been in contact with them for two days. What we did cannot be found. So I had to email to Marianne and say, this has happened. Would you mind doing this again? <laughs> and she did not mind. Thank you, Marianne. There are sure. no words for how grateful I am. So therefore, um, just to save my ass, Lily, this is live stream both on YouTube and on Facebook because thankfully you agreed on doing it right away on Facebook as well. So here we are. We're trying at least to get yeah. this episode. So yes. yeah. So um, I named this episode from Sweden to Texas in 1894, and you don't look that old. So uh, like, who are you? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you can well not be born in 1894. Who are I am. A, a descendant of um, third generation, basically, I guess you could say second, third generation. Um, my father's side of the family is Swedish immigrants and um, they came over in the late 1800s from Sweden. My great grandparents, my grandpa, my dad's dad's family. Mm -hmm. Um uh, from Skåne, Sweden is where they came from. Um, and my grandmother's family, my dad's mother's family also came from Sweden, immigrants from Sweden. Um, there is a little contrast there, um, between the two families. Uh, my grandfather's family or mom and dad, uh, immigrated with five children on the boat and she was pregnant. My great grandmother was pregnant also. So five wow. children plus one on the boat coming over oh. in the 1800s, um, late 1800s, 1830, 
I got that number. 94, Hold on. 94. Yeah. 1894. Um, and she was had five young children. These were all young. And pregnant with one. I, I can just imagine, we, like, yes, being like on a we, boat. We talked about, yeah, go ahead. We, we, well, we talked about this last time, um, you know, putting ourselves in that situation where, you know, thinking back to that time period of, you know, um, coming across the journey on a sh on a boat, a ship of some sort, yeah. you know, and they were not luxury. You know, we weren't on princess cruises, you know, no celebrity cruises here. This was, you know, old hard old, old style boat, right? With with all kinds of cargo, and there was no, you know, like, you know, it wasn't like it is today. Any and then this was a Right. And a few months journey. Okay. This isn't a yeah. week or two. This was several months journey. Okay. Because yeah. it and, and didn't just end at Ellis Island. You know, they did go through there. But then they had to get back on the boat from Ellis Island. Sail from Ellis Island around down, you know, the East Coast around Florida. Came up through the Gulf of Mexico to Galveston. Okay. And yeah. then get off the boat and go through whatever immigration there again. And then board a train. And then take a train into the area that they settled uh, uh, in Elgin, which is um, east of Austin, about 45 minutes roughly. Um, and it's a little community outside of Elgin called Lund. Lund. I can, I'm going to prep a map here. I'm going to change a little bit. Lund, Texas. Yes. We and that is where my father was born. I can see if I can get a map up for you. can see where it's at. And he grew up on, my father was an only child. Mm -hmm. And... He grew up on the farmland that my great-grandparents acquired because my grandfather was the youngest of 12 children. And he was the only one out of all of them that stayed around and kept farming, which is what my great-grandparents yeah. did. So here you see, I don't know if you see my little arrow. I hope you do. But Lund is, here you have Austin. To the left of the screen, Lund is just outside. Another place you have in this area is New. That's also quite known for having Swedish imps to there. Yeah. That was another important colony that was settled out there, and they are known for their church. That yes. is the big draw for New Sweden, um, is the church. And, and there was a little. Could think about... Yes. Go ahead. I was just going to show where Lund, Sweden is because Lund, Sweden is oh. in the southern part. Um, a Lund, lot Sweden of is. Right. And a lot of the immigrants that we are talking about came from the southern part of Sweden yes. at that yes. time. 
So you have the capital of Sweden is up here, Stockholm. And then, yeah, they came from the very southern part of Sweden. From here which, is where they Which is pretty travel. interesting. So. Yes. And just FYI, next to here is who? That's where I moved from. So oh. I know this area very, very well. When I moved I, over, I moved from Huevo to Texas. That was That was my little move. <laughs> well that's quite, it's quite yeah. a move quite a journey um we had yes. cousins that would come over every summer that were related to my grandfather oh. in some sort of form or fashion i'm not quite sure how they were related i've been told but i've forgotten <laughs> they are now deceased they were edith and ellen petterson p-e-t-t-e-r-s-s-o-n edith and ellen and yeah. they were related to my grandpa on their side somehow. And they were cousins of my grandfather. And they would come over every summer for a couple months and spend the summer here in the heat. They loved it. They must, I, I just said that they must have loved the heat. And what an experience for them. They got to learn the language and then go back to Sweden that, and and what they have seen in the world of Texas, everything and everyone was Texas. so envious. Everyone was so I envious. Bet. They wanted to come to and visit, you know, and and experience it to you, um, which is a, and a, again quite amazing. Um, but um, you know, I it's quite a quite a thing back then. I mean. You know, they they obviously were were in a in a predicament at that time back then in Sweden. Yes. Um, where there was nothing What makes a person yeah, what makes a person take that decision to leave everything behind and move to somewhere where you don't know what it is? Because it wasn't technology as we have today. It was word word of mouth. It was really like I've heard about and they had they no were proof. So just thinking desperate. about how yeah, they must have been in an extremely desperate situation. I, I cannot imagine. Yeah. Not um, and my grand, my grandpa's family, my grandpa's father was a silver coal miner, silver miner, miner of some sort, according mm -hmm. to the book, which I'll show you in just a second. Um, and, of course, if that's what you're facing, you know, and then you hear about another land, America, which, of course, they had heard about, I'm sure, you know, and then yes. you hear about prosperity and, and you know, anything's possible and, the, you know, these things are, and you're facing silver mining and, you know. Crops uh, over and over again are going bad on Nothing, you know, and so and you're thinking, well, what have I got to lose? Nothing really right we're over here and we're starving and there's no, no prospects and what you know i've got five kids one on the way what am i what what do we have to lose why why not right yeah absolutely you you I they mean, probably didn't have anything to lose if you by the way haven't since this now is live stream if you have any questions write them in the comments either here on facebook or on on youtube and i'll get them up and can we can get them answered quite fast i guess so just fyi but yeah it must have been weird and and i don't know if you've heard about or read uh book uh, immigrants 
that is just about them, um, how they were thinking and what they were doing and why they left Sweden and the actual journey. And it, it's just, I, I, I have, I've made the move, but that was a, a, a different circumstance. It's not, I have hard to imagine what they would go through and, and just being on that ship, just being on, on that in that environment you didn't get seasick because that would be miserable for you i know i would have first of <laughs> all i would have been pregnant and then dealing with five kids and i'm i already get seasick myself so i would have been miserable if i put myself in her shoes and her place i would have been miserable totally miserable like seriously yeah I mean, even with the prospect of going to a new place and what you know trying to psych myself up and, and be excited and I would have just been like, you know, the whole time because it's like, you know, all you can focus on is you're here and now and you're in a boat yeah. and you're miserable and it isn't the greatest of conditions and it's not you what you're, turn and back. you're, you know, and you're, you don't really have a date or anything that you're, I mean, because it's not like they had exact, like, precise timing like they do now, you know, um, so it's like, oh, oh my goodness, I can't imagine but then, of course, once you finally get there, it's all worth it, you know, because. Do you, you think that your great grandparents kind of, uh, thought it was worth it? Did they did, have heard anything about their expectations? Have. And were they fulfilled their expectations? I believe they did. I really, truly do believe that. I don't know any of that information for sure. They never did go back. <laughs> That's a and good I never sign. Heard of it. And I never heard of them even talking about going back. Now, whether that did happen, I'm not aware of that. But it doesn't sound like that happened. Um, what did they do when they came I mean, here in the form of making a living? They started out as uh, basically like sharecroppers, tenant mm -hmm. farmers, until yeah. they saved up enough money. To buy their own land out you know and and, and that that's went what pretty they did well for them too. yeah yes because they eventually accumulated 200 acres oh wow and then that's a heck of a lot of right land right and then um then he accumulated another 200 acres so in total there was uh 400. So that's a lot of land and then take care of. you know my right and then in, in the end my grandfather like i said was the youngest of 12 and he was the only one that stayed out there in the home place in the homeland and i know 12 he's the baby in the picture of my family in the book that, Just give that i have to kids. she i know girl i don't know i have one I, i'm, I'm out I I <laughs> yeah can't imagine but um you know it's like i i just i can't imagine my grandpa in the picture is the one in the middle he's the baby in the middle with the bright uh, the the blonde you know yeah. angelic looking you know one in the middle and you know and he's the only one that stayed around out of all the kids and and farmed the land just like his dad did yeah until he couldn't yeah, anymore yeah somebody gotta do it yeah, you just gotta 
Got to do it. So what kind of Swedish traditions have your family been able to keep, if any? Do you celebrate midsummer? Yeah. Do you have we, anything that you do that could be from Sweden? We don't. We used to. We used to go to the, um, it, and it still goes on now today, um, in Elgin at the SBJST Hall, which has been going on for a long time, and probably is older older than I am because I've been going to it ever since I was a, a wee one, and I'm sure it's been going on longer than that. But um, every year in Elgin at the SBJST Hall, I guess Vasa Wasa would would I'm not sure um, puts it on. You can you can find it if you Google it for the Midsummer mm -hmm. oh, yeah. a day. Um, they do a big bar, a big celebration. It's in the evening. You buy a ticket to go. You get um, catered food, and um, then they have all kinds of uh, Swedish baked goods for sale or um, raffle. And um, there's all kinds of handmade things and stuff. And then they have a program, and a lot of the people, a lot mostly the women, um, are dressed up in traditional Swedish. Um, outfits that help serve, um, especially the older ones that can't get up, but they're the honored yeah. guests um, and things. And we used to go religiously every year. My grandparents were always honored guests, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But since they've passed on, it's been too painful uh, yeah. for my dad and for us. Um, and so we just don't we just don't go anymore. Um, and I know that sounds maybe kind of selfish or something to some people, but for us, it's just very um, painful and it brings yeah. back a lot of things that <sighs> are painful. So yeah. And why do, why do it? But for people that are interested in that, 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 that does go on. There are, I'm sure there are others. I'm just not aware of anything else. Um, I did what we, oh, uh, what I know that. Did. Yeah, I know that Svea in Austin, uh, the Swedish Chamber of Commerce in Austin, and other Swedish Scandinavian uh, organization does have midsummer celebrations and Lucia celebrations and stuff. So if, you, if you're interested, Google it. Um, right. We'll see. Um, and Maybe then, I'll um, be able to attend someday. Right. And as for resources on other things, like um you can if you do go to the midsummer thing in elgin at the sbjst for midsummer you can ask all kinds of people for resources there i'm sure there yeah. would be a lot of people that can share resources uh i found things on facebook the swedish american chamber of commerce which has branches all over except here in austin we don't have one our closest one is uh, Dallas, or Houston, has, I believe. Sidecast in in Austin. Sidecast in Austin. Yeah. Is there really? Okay. I think so. Um, but you mentioned a book it. earlier. You found you yes. you mentioned a book. What what book is that? Oh, haha. Uh, but I it's found that book. so interesting. It's, <laughs> it's a break. It's a break. We said that on Sunday. It's not a break. Look at Sorry. that. This. this is called Swedes in Texas um, in Words and Pictures. 
and it's Show only dealing with how the thick years it is. And, Look at that. Like that's over not a book. That's a break. It's yeah. at least two or three inches. With thick. the years. Yeah. Yeah. What, what years are on there? We're dealing, 18... we're dealing with from 1838 through 1918. And the reason why it's 1838 is because that is when they've started to begin um, coming, immigrating. And that, and that was originally the, written in Swedish, right? Translated by Swedes to English. Correct. Yes. This book was originally written in English in Swedish by Swedes here in Texas that wanted to keep track of what had happened in Texas from the time of the beginning of immigration, which was 1838 up until 1918. So no, this that is, is not amazing. An all, it's an all encompassing uh, information book about this time period only. Okay. And the people that were the major influencers um, of the call and and settlers of the colonies of Texas, the major Swedish colonies, um, all over Texas only. Wow, that's and the reason why I have just amazing. And then this is the English version of that book. Yes, that's what this somewhere is, is a Swedish version I, too. Then yes. And it, and it, I did not mention this last time, but this can be accessed online. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yes. Just type it in and you can access a PDF version of the Swedish version and the, the English version. Now, I have heard that there are pages missing or the pages aren't right or they're not in the right order. Or I've heard some snippets of that in some of the in the Swedish group, uh, this one of the SAC groups, I think I posted this in one of them and they were, I heard a couple comments that the, some things are missing and you know, which I understand that this book is over 1200 pages. So if you're scanning stuff in, yeah, you know, it's bound to get messed up somehow. So, you know, and I don't know how many of these they made. They didn't make very many copies of this book. Uh, I have a copy. My grandmother translated her part. She helped translate yeah. other parts, but they she was the only person that would handle the translation for Lund and Manda colonies. Mm -hmm. Manda is where she came from. Her family, um, actually, they met. Her parents met and married here. Uh, my grandmother's mother and father. Um, okay. They were from Sweden. They were both immigrants. Um, her mother immigrated in 1904. And her father, August, came in 1904 also. And so they married, met and married that same year. And um, then had proceeded to have seven children. My grandmother was number five in that group. Yeah, so that's <laughs> a lot of kids. Seven, seven on my grandmother's side, and then twelve on my grandpa's side. So you can see the huge family that they had to deal with. You know, think about that Christmas family. party. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't imagine. So did um, everybody see in this Texas area, or did they just where? Where are everyone today? 
Um, Do you I, know? They're all dead. They're all, they're all dead. dead. But they, but they leave Texas? No. Or uh, well, no. Okay, so in the case of my grandfather's um, brothers and sisters, none of them stayed here. They all left and went, like, here, oh. there, and everywhere. Um, yeah. I know one of them was in Massachusetts, uh, all over everywhere, you know. It's pretty incredible how spread out far and wide they were. And I know that I never met any of them. I don't believe. Um, and then my grandmother's, my grandmother's family, they all stayed here in Texas pretty much, except for her one baby brother, Uncle Wayland. Uncle Wayland did not stay in Texas. He wound up moving to California with his wife. But all of her Damn. other brothers and sisters stayed here. In Texas, because we also talked also talked on Sunday about names. Um, I want to bring that up because it was kind of interesting. Uh, your great grandfather changed his name. What was that all about? My grandpa, my grandfather, whose name was Hilbert Holmfried, by the way, my grandpa mm -hmm. Hilbert Holmfried Larson. His dad came over, and his name before he came was Lars Anderson with two S's. And Which is a quite common got, name today. And when they came over, they he changed it to Anders Larson. And it's the Larson down here on my thing that you can see now. L-A-R-S-O-N. Yeah. And it's I heard, I've heard over, right, that that's pretty common that they did change names. Which is why it makes it hard to track sometimes your ancestry when you are going from America to wherever you came from sometimes because they they change their names or spellings or what have you. What, 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 hold it. What was his name? You, wasn't it Herbert? It's Gilbert. Hilbert, what was his name you said? Gilbert Holmfried was my grandpa's name. Hilbert or Gilbert? Hilbert. H-I-L-B-E-R-T. Oh, H Hilbert Holmfried. Because we were talking about names and name days last time. Right. And the reason for it is that I went now just for the fun of it to... Um, and so for all our American viewers, listener that has no clue what I'm talking about. Sweden has a tradition called name day to every day is three names connected two or three names connected uh and you have your name day the reason is that they couldn't really at one point in time know the exact date you're born so we celebrate your name instead right and when i just looked up here very quickly you can look up all the names you want um and we're gonna do this way i looked up the svenska namn which is Swedish names. Today was Gilbert and Herbert's name day. Uh, so that's I'm like, wait, 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 dude, they have name day today. And it's not impossible that actually today was his name day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why. And you asked me last time uh, when your name day was, and I looked it up then, and uh, your name day, well, the Swedish version of that name then is Marianne. Which is an um, awesome spelling 
by the way. Yes. <laughs> M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E or without E or yes. Either without E. So uh I love it. And your name day yes, your name day is April fourth. So it's yes. coming up here. I know, for example, you have to almost look up every year uh with the name day what day it is because it may change. They revise this name day um I don't know if yearly or quarterly, whatever, how often, uh, every third year, um, because new name comes in, old names is not used anymore. Um, so I know my name day has always been November 22nd, my entire life. I hope it never moves because that will screw my brain off miserably, miserably. Uh, so uh, yeah, that, that you never know. Oh, Tuna says hi. Hi, Hello. Tuna. Yay. We we have a live watching here. Um, but that is something, a Swedish tradition that you, you now have to start to celebrate your name day on April yes. 4th. Yes, I will Absolutely. start doing that. Yes, that, that's something. And this Larson, uh, people wonder the name, the meaning of the name, that is actually Lars' son. So that's probably why he changed his name from the get-go, that he wanted to show that I am Lars' son. Yep. And that, that where it comes from. I know the Icelandic does that, how they name their kids is basically um, their mother or father's name and then son or daughter. So right. they very rarely have the same name as, um, as their parents because they do some kind of there. I thought it was very interesting here that he actually changed his name when he got here. And that has lived on through the generations in your family. Yep. And um, he was born, Anders Larsen was born in 1862 in Halmstad, Skåne. So that is kind of close to... Uh, of course. Perhaps, yeah. um, that's that's what they say in the book. Now, this, remember, is a translation from the original Swedish version that was written by Swedes that had immigrated here. And they wanted to write about this time period, 1838 to 1918, and encapsulate the highlights of Texas, of the immigration of the Swedish immigrants into Texas. They wanted to highlight the um, colonies that were settled throughout Texas by the Swedish people. Uh, they wanted yeah. to highlight the um, <coughs> the most prominent families in those uh, um, colonies, whether they had settled the, the colony, you know, the original people that had traveled there settled it you know, built it up, made it what it was, whatever have you, sponsored family or people coming, sponsored families or had families live with them till they could, you know, uh, build they, up they enough money to, and, and right. Um, or they were store uh, merchants or business people or pastors or um, you'll see a variety of people, but they were the most prominent people in those uh, colonies um, and they include sometimes uh, other people. It just depends. Yeah. Um, and you told me in the back of the what did you find there not too long time ago? So let me just say, this book is divided up into 
bunch of different parts. Like there's so much stuff in here. <laughs> um, so like in the front part, it talks about Texas history, talks about gives the history of Texas up until 1918. Um, and that is out of their point of view. Right. Not, yeah. It might not be exactly the correct history. No. That's from what they saw. And just that part yes. I find very interesting. They did this is from their, so it might not be all that correct, but this is from their point of the Swedish immigrants point of view. Okay. This isn't um, a, a, a history book or a textbook per se. It is a history book, but it yes, is not absolutely. a um, uh, fact checked, you know, well, this is a just <laughs> perspective. This is something that they wanted to do and preserve and then you know, show perspective people, I think, you know, this is what you have to, to see if you still want to immigrate, you know, after. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it starts out talking about Texas history. It talks about the, the physical geography of Texas, everything about Texas. Um, and then it talks about all the Swedish churches. You and I, I talked about that with you, that that would be something that you would want to explore is going around to all the Swedish churches around Texas um, because there are some that's so interesting beautiful ones. I'm going to put that as a project actually. Um, it's there's like New Sweden is one, Palm Valley and Round Rock. That's one of the original ones, and that's one of the original settlements in Texas. Uh, Swenson S W Swenson was the first person that immigrated. With I, I think with his family, I, I have to go back and read. I didn't, I just know that in 1838. And he was the one that started the whole thing. Immigration. And getting people to start coming over. Um, and then it goes into the Methodist churches and blah, 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 blah. And then it goes into all the, the colonies. And then in the very back, I did not know this was there. I just found this the other day um every church back in this time made a flag and on the flag were service members of the churches that had gone into battle or war or um were serving overseas and did they then serve for for the u.s flag i assume yes Yes. yes, we're U.S. Because Sweden was still in kind of half neutral-ish. These were Swedish immigrants or Swedish That's born or, or born from Swedish immigrants and they were on U.S. soil mm -hmm. and they went into the military and served. That is cool. And so that the churches cool. were responsible for keeping track, you know, of most of this history. So they made flags and on these flags were their service members of their churches and so they wow. made these flags to remember these people and most colonies had a flag manda had a manda colony had a flag which is where my grandmother was from and her family settled that colony and then lund lund from where my my grandfather was from and where i get most of my history where we were my father was born the old home place all the land um bethlehem lutheran church which was called Lund Lutheran Church back in this time, and then it yeah. involved the Bethlehem Lutheran Church, and they both had a flag. 
And interestingly enough, when I look at these flags for Lund and Ma Amanda, on the Lund, I'll have to send you that. I didn't send you this, but I will. Um, okay. On the Lund flag, which is this one right here. There you go. Wow, there are that is two, cool. two of the brothers of my grandfather on here. Wow. And they wow. were born in Sweden and came over on the boat with the mother and father with my great grandparents. So they were not American citizens, American citizens, so Republic, whatever. Yes. They were actually Swedish immigrants and that they came it. over and wound up joining. That's loyalty. American, uh, the U S military. And those were the firstborn Carl, which he was born in 1884 and the second one oh no i'm sorry that was otto he was number four excuse me otto was number four and then, then henning was born after him so it was otto and henning mm -hmm. that okay. are in here that joined the military and they were both born in uh sweden in and sweden. came over on the boat and they are both. So he must have been. They must have been about nine, eleven, twelve years, nine, ten, eleven, yeah. something like that when they came over. Mm -hmm. They were born. I, I, I can just imagine what a thing to do. If you give me just a minute. Let's see. Otto was born in eighteen ninety, and Henning was born in eighteen ninety two. Oh, so they were, if they came over in 94, they were even younger. They, mm -hmm. they were little just two and four years. Yeah, they were just two and four years old. I'm not sure they would remember that. Um, no. I guess, I guess that two, I. Those are the two that were served in the military and were on the Lund uh, Lutheran church flag. And then eventually it changed to Bethlehem Lutheran. And That's then, like I said, so man, the Chinese. <laughs> Amanda Colony had a flag. There were four or five people on theirs. And I don't know any of those people. My, If my grandmother was still alive, she would know who they were. Um, but none of my relatives were on the Amanda flag. But the two of the brothers, uh, great-great-uncles were, great-uncles uh, were on the... And I just now found this out the other day. So I... Um, well, you always find new stuff up there's so much information in this book and I've been through it before, but I don't, I didn't remember. And I just do like a quick skim through, you know, a lot of times. And then I was kind of thumbing through it. And then I found, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Huh. So, um, every time I go through there, I find something new. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, but you can, like I said, you can find it online. Um, or if you're lucky enough to know someone that has it, my grandmother translated this, helped translate. It took an army of people to translate this book. And in the and I was about to say, how long time does it one take to write the book too? Try to uh, translate the book. Oh, it, it took take a good while. It took an army of people, and in those photos I sent you, um, the 
the first part um, of those pages is all about the translation of the book. And my yeah. grandmother did the Lund and the Manda colonies. Because no one else would. Do you, know, do you know how many colonies there are in the book? It tells you. I don't know how many. There's several. There's many. But it, it there's a many, table yeah. of contents in the front. And it lists all of them. And there's a bunch. I mean, yeah. it's like... San Antonio, Houston, Lyford, Swinsondale, Bishop, Swedonia, Temple, Olivia, Galveston, Louise, Elgin, Crosby, Ganado, Manda, Kimbro, Type, Lund, Waco, Dallas, El Campo, Fort Worth, Melvin, Brady, West Sweden, East Sweden, um, Maynard, Kennedy, Elroy, Jonah, Ericsdale, Decker, Hutto, Taylor. Um, so, Tuna is asking me a question here, and she writes it in Swedish, but I'm going to translate yes, it please. and see if maybe you know. And so, she, she says, when we are talking about immigration, we need to mention Titanic. Is there anything in the book about anyone that was on Titanic, survived on Titanic, or never came to Texas that was on Titanic. Mm -mm. No. Doesn't deal with that never at all. Mm -mm. At all. Do we know if anyone even made it here? I, in that sense, like... I don't. I don't. Now, um, they, even they may have mentioned it in some of these other calling. I don't think so. But I don't know. Yeah, I have never heard anything about a Titanic relative make it all the way down to Texas. Uh, they are more north I'm not down that, to my knowledge. I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm not saying I'm saying I'm not aware of that for my exactly. perspective. Exactly. I've not heard that from anyone that I know. Um, and and as far as it being in this book, um. I, I'm pretty sure that is not in there. I'm not saying it's not. I have not read every single page in the book. <laughs> so, that's not a book. That's a break. <laughs> 1200, 1200 plus pages in here. I'm not reading the whole book. Um, oh. But it, it's possible there could be something in there in there about that. Um, and it's a possibility there could be something out there that I'm not aware of because that's possible. There's so much yeah. history uh, about this, um, but I am not aware of any of that. Yeah, but it was and a really good question because I never thought about it I'm, at all. I'm, I know there was Swedes on Titanic, but I am. I I'm. That's why I'm saying I I am. I don't want to just. I don't want to say I don't know. I don't because anything's possible. <laughs> anything's oh possible. yeah absolutely and and with the the immigrants on that on titanic i'm sure there had to have been some um but i yeah. am not aware of oh, yeah. that but that's not to say it, it didn't happen i mean it very well could be um but i'm not aware of any of it and yeah. i'm sure that um there might be someone out there that does yeah but i don't know yeah, she writes, thank you for the answer. It was a lot of Swedes on board that we know. Just wanted to check if it's such a, since it's such a nice 
uh, and well-component book. Absolutely. I agree with that, Tona. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you very much for the question. And there yeah, is, and it's very possible there there may be some nugget in there somewhere that I am not aware of. I'm going to look up online and see if I can find that book. Um, absolutely, because it's interesting. I know that I don't have any relatives here. Uh, I do have on my grandmother's side uh, people that immigrated, but they are way up north, so they're not even even close to Texas. Um, but yet, it's an interesting story. Uh, last time we did this interview, you told me about when you were a kid and your grandparents were sitting and playing dominoes. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was a frequent occasion. And it was always yeah. for the 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 fika. Exactly. That's where I wanted to go. It's a re reoccurring subject here. And, you know, I just saw somebody post a little meme photo the other day about getting together for three o'clock coffee and how it's a good, it wasn't about fika. It was just a post about get together with your friends for three o'clock coffee to have friend time or something. And I'm thinking, fika. Pika, you know, um, exactly. <laughs> and you and I talked to last time about how it's such a great way to reconnect with people because of all the disconnection that has been going on in the world as of late. And, um, it is Fika is a great way to learn how to reconnect with people, whether that's five or 10 minutes at work for a quick cup of coffee or tea or whatever you drink, you know, um, or you have um, time at home and you have an hour or whatever, whatever it is, but it's a chance for you to get away from the technology and everything and get together with people face to face and have some people time. Exactly. Whatever it is, drink chocolate, <laughs> coffee, tea, whatever. Five, ten, uh, fifteen, an hour, whatever it is, but to get away from the technology, come together and and talk face to face and have contact face to face with people, you know, and try and reconnect with people. And that's not necessarily what they meant about that at that time, but to me nowadays, that's what I'm thinking about it. How I'm thinking yeah. about it these days. Um, and, but and I have always crazy. been of that, that one that I never understand why you want your freaking donuts in the morning. You gotta have them in the afternoon. You need that little extra sugar rush to get your rest of the day going until dinner time. Donuts then, for the afternoon, Americans. Okay. <laughs> and and so when my grandparents had ficas when I was a little kid, that's when it was the heyday of the ficas because. That was the big time. They would drink a lot of would, coffee. Oh yeah, I mean it was just big time. Out, you know, they'd have several, you know, with all the and all my aunts and uncles would come. You know, mostly my grandmother's uh, brothers and sisters would come over because they lived the closest, or the neighbors yeah. around. You know, church people, friends that they knew, all the Swedish immigrant friends, you know, descendants around there that they'd known um, would come and bring all their baked Swedish goods for Fika. 
and bring, you know, come over. And then I'm the hostess. And my grandmother's teaching me how to be the hostess. And so yeah. I'm you know, doing the, the t- taking around the beautiful crystal trays and stuff of all the goods and serving everyone. And they're in there slapping dominoes. And I don't know what they're playing. I, I have no idea. But they're they're te- they're speaking Swedish and English. They grew up bilingual. Okay. They grew yeah. up knowing, listening to Swedish because that's all their parents spoke. And then they grew yeah. up learning English and knowing English. So they're automatically bilingual. So they're they're yeah. cackling in their dominoes with the old old Swedish going and and English. So it's like Swedish English, Swinglish, you know, and it's like and then you know i'm i'm walking around and then my grandmother does the coffee because they had a big old percolator coffee percolator with you know the crystal and all that so it's like my grandmother would yeah. do that and i'd do this and then i'd go in there and they'd try to speak to me in in swedish and laugh and all that and i'm just sitting there kind of like and you're like i don't know what I you're don't talking know. about but you know <laughs> and they would be just be teasing me or not ta- teasing me but you know just because they yeah but um the only thing i learned was the swedish table prayer my grandmother made sure that i learned the swedish table prayer now i cannot say it properly i slaughter every word but (laughs) (laughs) i can say it but there you go so i'm just gonna peek in here tumna she wrote again a comment i love that you're commenting tumna keep on going uh my grandfather in the beginning of the 1900th century was very much was a lot in the u.s but i don't really know where but i have uh, inherited three really nice silver dollars p.s in the swedish church fika is holy Mm. yes i don't think it's just there they did that after um uh, church after church was over, there was always coffee and sweets. Um, in the and she's asking, hall. What is your favorite fika goodie? Cookies, sweet, sweetie. She adds Swedish <laughs> favorite cookie. My, my grandmother made lots of different, like Pippa Cocker cookies. Ginger Pisca. Yes. She would make that's um, a Christmas thing though. She Have you had Lucy Cat? What is that? Lucy Cat? No. Um, it's a saffron bun that looks like an S. Mm-mm. You've never no. had a saffron bun? No. How about a princess cake? What is that? No. Okay. Uh it, it's a cake. <laughs> it's a a huge cake with marzipan. Mm-mm. So we need to take you on some uh, fika here. That's oh I'm yeah. Have you had the Swedish cinnamon buns? Yes. The pearl sugar. I love those. Yes. She would make small things like she would make Swedish rye bread out the wazoo all the time. Handmade Swedish rye bread. Um, she would do spritz cookies. She would make mm. Oostkok all the time. And that was probably... I have not had homemade Oostkok yet. That is cheesecake. Like, it's not a cheesecake when we say cheesecake no, over no, here. Like a- but if you translate the word, it's cheesecake. But it's not the American cheesecake. It is like a custard-type um, 
I can't explain it to people. People I ask I, I, that. And I, I don't think, know how to explain it I either. Don't really know what to say to you. And then you explain <laughs> how you eat it too. And people are like, what? Huh? And I'm like, I have never brought that up on this. This is awesome. But how do you explain Ustkokia for an American? Because I, I don't know how to make it. It um, is something that you're raised on. It's it's one of those yes. things that you're raised on. And when you try to explain it to people, it just doesn't come out right because it doesn't do it justice. Like, and then you no. tell them you put like a little jam on it, you know, like <laughs> if you have lingonberry jam, you're great. But we didn't <laughs> always have lingonberry jam. So we would use like strawberry preserves or something and just with it warm and everything. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, trust me it's great oh, and trust like, it's good what <laughs> no it's me and it's a I think that's one of the things i miss the most is that my sister can make it my sister can make it and she does it the old-fashioned way and yeah. does it well I don't know. but it's a hard thing to do it is not easy it's not like a whip it out you know you have to do the it whole oh it takes time you have to do the curds in the way and the whole I did it with my grandma many times but I can't I can't do I don't have the patience my sister can do it though she Tool says she eats it with red jam I like that I like it's good with with all sorts jam. of jams yeah anything but yeah. um but I, how to explain I'm gonna have to uh, yeah I think I had got it like google an explanation of the Swedish because I can't come up with anything in my head as you more than it's delicious and you need to try it. It's but like a custard I don't know. type thing, but it's, but it's not custard in the fact that it's like the, the texture of it. It's baked. Yeah. It's baked, but it's like, it's not yogurt. <laughs> it's not like yogurt. It's different. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, if I say that it's a cottage cheese in the oven. It's not even that either. No, because cottage cheese has the chunky part in it. You know, the little curdy part yeah. in it. And you don't get that with with Ustkaka. It's just all smooth. Yeah. But you you cut chunk it up, you know, when you take it out of the pan, you kinda I don't know. And the corner parts yeah. are always <laughs> the best. The corner pieces oh, yes. are always the best. So now I do a mission. I have to come down. Does your sister live in Texas too? Yeah, she lives here in Austin. My brother okay. is the only one. That so I, I need then now to make a trip down to Austin and eat some pokka mm -hmm. while I see the Swedish um, churches around that area. That is for sure. Uh, another question I have for you here. How has your Swedish ancestry affected your life today? I know because you told me that you have something amazing on. Do you mind sharing what you're about to do? Sure. So I've been traveling for over 10 years to Jamaica. And it just started out as a whim thing. Like, But I know that the first time I went there, I got bit by the bug of Jamaica. I got bit by the vibe of Jamaica. And I started traveling 
after the first time I went, went with an ex-boyfriend a long time ago. And then I started traveling down there with a girlfriend of mine. Friend, girlfriend, not girlfriend, but just friend, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And we met all kinds of friends. Well, we went down there and we, we were from Austin. And so they knew some people down there that at the, we stayed at this one certain hotel and it was a random deal, but we kept going and staying there. And they knew these, this, these two guys that were from Austin and they kept saying, do you know Rick and Bob from Austin? We're like, no, we don't. Austin's huge. Cause they keep thinking small Island, the sleepy beach yeah. town, you know, everybody, know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, Austin's not like that. So in 2014, uh, we were down there in November with my girlfriend and her on a birthday trip. And, um, I ran into Rick and Bob and Rick and I met, um, on a chance whim chance ran into each other. The universe smashed us together and we exchanged phone numbers. He left, I left, came back, started dating. He was down there and staying at the hotel because he was working on a home. He has his own home down there that he built. And so now we're together and it's our place. And we, um, are, we travel there about two or three times a year. It's not in Negril, which is the West part of the Island, but it's outside of Negril. It's up in the hills, up in the mountains, and it's not a beach house. It's up in the locals, you know, up in the hills. And, um, I'm about, we're moving there soon. Uh, we're that is so away. Cool. So you, yeah, so you're basically doing the equivalent of, even though the technology and you know, I, and blah, blah, blah. But you been, are picking up your stuff and moving to Jamaica I, in the same as your ancestors. Did, I have you know? felt connected to that place ever since I went there the first time. And every time I go back, it's more and more and more. And it is a vibe that I cannot get rid of. It is a thing that I cannot get rid of. It's like my ancestors. You know, I'm, I'm basically in Austin. I'm done. I'm born and raised here, um, but I don't know this town anymore. I don't know this city anymore. I feel like I'm done here and there's nothing more that I am. I'm not here for anything. I feel like I'm ready to set out like my ancestors did and not. And, and the funny thing is I'm not necessarily, I'm not, it's not like them. Like they've, they never went and came back and went and came, you know, travel back and forth. Yeah. It was a one 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 <laughs> for me i've had lots of time lots of years lots of travel you know know what i'm getting into know what i'm doing you know we spend lots of time down there so i you know know what i'm getting into but the same kind of principle with my ancestors you know as it's like I, you know i'm done what what more can i do here you know yeah this jamaica needs me i need jamaica same thing, you know, and I yeah. have nothing to lose, absolutely nothing to lose. And, and so as I said, when I moved, uh, was basically if I move, Sweden will always be there. I will always be able to move back. I will always have my citizenship. And that's pretty much the same to you. Texas will always be here. U.S. will be here. Austin will be here. If for whatever million reason you feel like you want to come back, either just come back for a week or yeah, if you want to move back, it's here. I feel so alive there. 
alive, living, um, the Ubuntu love, everything. I mean, it's yeah. just um, incredible. And there's so many things that I can focus on down there. There's so many things that need my help and attention. There's a lot of change trying to happen down there. Um, there's a lot of people that need help. Um, and I'm not down there to change people. I'm down there to help people and to spread Ubuntu love and all kinds of other things down there and to feel alive yeah. and to feel like I'm doing yeah. something and to feel like every day when I wake up, I'm thankful that I'm alive and to take every breath. And I'm not doing that here. And I'm, I'm ready Do to take. Do you think that your ancestors thought the same way that they were grateful that they were able to do that move? Yep. And yep. they woke up and took the same they, breath. Because if they weren't, I think that they would go back. They would have gone back. I believe that. I believe that they would have gone back. Yeah. I believe that they would have sold out everything and just gone back. Yeah. They why not? Just as easily as they came. I mean, it was, I say easily. I don't mean just as easily. But, no, but I mean, they would have been able to do that it. It wasn't great. They could have gone back. I mean, yeah. after they had done all their kids and everybody was done, they could have said, deuces, we're going back, you know, whatever. <laughs> or whatever. How, you know, yeah. In those days, they didn't think about anything but themselves, you know, and what was best for them and themselves. They didn't think about, oh, you know, well, they just did it. You know, not today yeah. we think so much extra stuff you know not back then they didn't they thought yeah. what was best for them and their family and i'm thinking so, right now what's best for me and my well-being yeah okay um so when i was asking and saying wonderful to hear a question if you and i know that you're married to your husband already is getting married are you going to change awesome to his last name you oh, are already married. We're 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 partners. We're not married. Oh, we're partners. Okay. My bad. We're partners. And we're we're Rick Rick and I we've both been married in the past and we're not looking to get married. We're we've been married. It's not a thing. We're partners, yeah. we know we are whatever. Um and, and and even if we did get married no, I would not change my name. You're proud of your Swedish heritage name. I'm huh? proud to be a Larson. Good. And in fact, when I was married 20 plus years ago, okay, in 1998 when I got married, I got divorced in 2002. Okay, never been married again. And I changed my name right back to Larson. And in fact, I hyphenated <laughs> my last name when I was married. I hyphenated. Okay. Yeah. There so, you go. Um, no, I wouldn't change my, I'm not going to change my name. No. So how, how, then I got to ask you, Larson is kind of easy for uh, kids to say. It's a name that kind of rolls out of your mouth easy. Do you meet people like me? who's like, hmm, what's your sweet? connections we can easily see that there is some kind of scandinavian connection do you often meet somebody um that knows I, every once in a while weirdos like me <laughs> not no I, not really 
Um, mostly what I encounter is people misspelling my last name. How do they misspell and, that? That's kind of easy. It's just one of I two get, S's. I get L-A-W-S-A-O-S-O-N-L-A-R-S-E-N. Um, I get all kinds of... I've I've oh, yeah, that's interesting. Lawson 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 Lawson. I do have a friend that's named Lawson L A W S O N. So yeah, I can see Law that misspelling. Lawson Larson S E N. Um, the Danish way of spelling. It's like um, I've gotten all kinds of misspellings, and and my first name too. I've dealt with that all and I try to be as clear as possible I think sometimes people yeah. think I'm being kind of rude but I'm trying to spell it and say it so that they can understand it and spell it right the first time you know <laughs> Mary Ann that's that's even a, like it's not even like I get, Marilyn, I get, I get Marilyn I get <laughs> um Maudie Ann I get all kinds of people say, I'm like, okay, let's start over. <laughs> oh my goodness. I wouldn't expect Mary Ann to be that like, but, but my name is Cecilia and that's why most of the people call me C because it last name is so complicated. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just one letter. I'm C that works. <laughs> I just, or people call me just Mary, Mary, Mary Larson. And I'm like, no. Mary doesn't work for me. Sorry. It's Marianne. Yeah. Well, now you even have a name day to celebrate on April 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. And I love that that spelling. I wish I had my I wish my mother had a spelt it that way. It's much, much, much more pretty and much more nice. There you have it. You see a tuna just right right yes. down here. We talked about it earlier. The Swedish spelling is Marianne. I know, um, and that's how some people have spelled it. And I'm, I'm like, I wish it was spelled that way, but no, it's not. <laughs> you can just go to the court and change your spelling. I don't want to hurt my mom. Just go to the court. That's my mother. That's from my mom. Yeah. And I don't want to hurt your feelings. I've always yeah. felt it's very hickish, very country. And I'm from it is. <laughs> and I'm from Texas anyway, so like, it goes all hand in hand. Well, I just need your cowboy hat. You need your cow. I just like my Swedish cousins that came over, Edith and Ellen. Oh my God, they would go nuts to take for them to for us to take them to the the cowboy store, the Shepplers, Shepplers. Oh, yeah. But it's not. We don't have one here anymore. That was the only one we had, and it's closed. I think we still have one up here. I That's think. what you I'm said. Sure. Um, yeah, I think we have one in Mesquite. Yeah, don't hang yeah, that a, a while ago, but they would yeah. love to go to Shepler's and just buy because that's where they have the good stuff. And um, they would mm -hmm. go in there and spend like buku's bucks, but they would save their that's what they save their money for. You know, they'd work all year, work hard, and save all their money, and then come over here and spend a month or two. And that's what they do. You know, they go around and visit people and it must have been exciting to be up here. Oh, hell yeah. And then they'd be here, they'd be here <laughs> yes. in July and August or June and August, June and July. 
you know, yeah, they wanted to be here in the hundred degree. They loved every minute of the hundred degree heat and ninety-five degree heat. They loved it. They were out. Then they had like sun for the winter in Sweden, where it's just dark and cold and nasty. And they're like, yeah, we can, we can survive because we spend a month in Texas this summer. Well, they go back and have a tan, you know, and be <laughs> all like tanned nobody up. else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, all their well, friends were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anything that I have forgotten to ask or that uh, you add? I don't think so. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I think we've pretty much covered everything. We got it all again, huh? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think this is the first time in my life oh, I've the had cookbook. to. The cookbook. Oh, yes. The cookbook. Oh, yeah. That uh, super, super quick. Yes. You sent me a bunch of pictures of uh, a cookbook. Tell me about it. That That is the Larson side of the family. My, mo- my grandmother was a Carlson. Okay. Her last name before she married my uh, uh my great grandfather um, was a Carlson, so she was um, Carlson. Uh, Astrid Victoria With a C or a K? Carl C C A R L S O S. You can do both spelling. Carlson. So she was Astrid yes. Victoria Carlson, mm-hmm. and then my grandfather was Hilbert Holmfried Larson. So the Larson cookbook is from his side of the family, and we would have. Um, family reunions for a long time from the Larson side of the family with all of the ones that we could get to and communicate with and we'd have them fairly regularly every year every October but I don't know that we have them anymore because everybody's like I said getting older and dying off and you know whatever but um, and so that's from that side of the family and so the story that you yeah. read is from great grandma on that side. I'm going to upload uh, all the pictures I got from you uh, in and all ways. I've got a bunch of different. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to post that on uh, our blog. Post. So go on the Spexa.net uh, website and you'll see them there. Uh, and I'd like to add one more fun. quick, quick thing. Mm-hmm. I know we've gone over, but um, hey, we have no time limit here. After my grandfather passed away in 1998, one time I walked into my grandma's house. She was still, she's still alive. She did not die until uh, December 14th of 2009. So one day after my, it's been a couple years after my grandpa died. One day I was walking into my grandma's house and my grandfather always sat at one certain seat at the table and I walked in and I was going and visit my grandfather or my grandma. And my dad was there and some other people. And I walked in and this man was sitting in the seat where my grandpa sat. And he looked up at me and it was a dead, it, it was a dead ringer for my grandfather. Dead ringer for my grandpa. Okay. Wow. I thought my grandpa, I about fell out. I thought my grandpa, I thought I was seeing things. It was my grandpa sitting in the seat, sitting in the chair. And I about had a heart attack. Like, I, like, had this, like, moment. I was like, 
what's wrong? And I kept looking and I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I am seeing things. Like, what is the, what is wrong with me? He's dead. Yeah. This And who is this guy? And am I seeing things? What is going on with me? Turns out he is a descendant of one of my grandfather's brothers or brothers, I believe. And he is a dead ringer for my grandpa. I had no idea this man existed. Never knew he existed. Never seen him before in my entire life. Never had heard of him. Never had ever seen him. And then this one random day, I walked into my grandfather's, grandma's house after my grandpa had been dead a couple years or whatever and walked in and he's sitting right in my grandpa's seat and I had no idea and walked in and he's just looks like, just like him. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, gee, scary. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He had oh some descendants that looked like him. Dead ringers. Didn't wow. know. Had no idea. And I've seen I saw him a few times after that. And I haven't seen him for years now. So I'm not sure what the deal is. But um yeah. Just crazy amazing genes. Interesting. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for not just doing this one. Once, but actually it's twice. Sure, no problem. And now I, now I know that it's on YouTube and Facebook because Tom has watched this entire show. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Thank you, Luna. <laughs> exactly. I got the confirmation it's working. Um, but yes, thank you so much for sharing your story, your family story and ancestry. Um, and Good luck in Jamaica. I will try to make it to Austin before you move. That's for sure. And after um, you can come down. Yes, absolutely. Then, I, then I'm gonna come to Jamaica and see how that is. Uh, <laughs> I've never been there either. So yeah. So thank you so very much, and um, we will be back with another episode next week. If that's gonna be guest or just in a podcast, we'll see. Till then, have a good day. Bye, everybody. Bye. You have listened to an episode of the Swexon podcast. Feel free to leave your feedback on our website, swexon.net. And don't forget to like our Facebook and Instagram accounts. You find them with the handle Swexon podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe.